0: Good morning. Time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have Chickasha Fire Chief Tony San Diego. And Chief, thanks for coming in today. Good morning, George. All good to have you here on the show. And we've got uh, Dr. Bill Warden. He's the medical director for Heartland Medical. Bill, thanks for coming in and appreciate you being here.
1: Thanks for inviting me in. I appreciate it. Uh,
0: So we're going to be talking about a little drill that uh, some of you folks might have uh, witnessed uh, earlier this week and uh, what that's all about and uh, why they came to Chickasha to do that uh, this week. So. That's our program today. We want to thank our sponsors, our good friends at Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma. So uh, Chief, just talk, uh, give us a little intro to to Dr. Warden and uh, the group that he's associated with.
2: Well, Dr. Warden is uh, our medical director here in Chickasha. He's also the medical director for our sister departments, Rush Springs and Tuttle here for the 522 district. We have a great working relationship with dr warden he's so for those that don't understand what a a medical director does is he's he oversees our medical operations and we operate underneath his medical license so anytime that we run a bad call anything like that uh that we have questions on we're, we're not sure of a dosage or anything like that we uh pick up the phone we call dr warden Dr. Warden always answers within one or two rings, and luckily he answers our questions for us. And so that way we're, we're making sure that we're giving the best care possible. And
0: so you've been doing this for how long? So I've been providing pre hospital medical direction now for about uh, 12
1: years. Uh, my company, Heartland Medical Direction, uh, as kind of Tony mentioned, we provide um, pre hospital medical direction for about 40 affiliated ambulance services across the state. Uh, and about 60 emergency medical response agencies. Because unlike Chickasha, where the fire department provides the ambulance service, there are other areas where there's a volunteer fire department that first responds kind of before the ambulance gets there. And so we provide that medical direction for, I think it's in about 40 counties now. So there's myself and about 12 paramedics, and we try to focus on training. So our our big focus throughout the year, in addition to the stuff that Tony mentioned, is we do training. So our guys are constantly traveling the state providing various levels of training for our agencies so that we can provide better care uh, for the citizens ultimately
0: and this is all part of the annual training uh, that your firefighters and EMTs have to go through I guess yeah
2: uh, not necessarily this training that we uh, was in town this week but you know dr. warden he has a, a medical trailer that's set up very similar to an ambulance and so he'll just stop by uh just kind of do sort of a pop quiz so to speak uh on our guys from time to time. He shows up, runs calls with us from time to time, uh making sure that our medics are uh up to speed, uh up to his standards, uh which are very high standards, you know, we have some of the very best paramedics in the state uh working for us and so he in addition to that, he also uh before we put a paramedic in the back of the ambulance, you know he they have to go through some uh online training through uh Heartland Medical Direction and they also have to be tested uh through somebody uh affiliated with Heartland Medical Direction and so that way Dr. Warden feels secure in releasing them uh to provide that type of care and in doing so you know it, it ensures that we provide the very best possible care to our citizens
0: uh we rely so much on EMTs and they're lifesavers uh, Doctor, uh, warden, and it's your job to make sure that they're they're doing it right. Absolutely,
1: yeah. and so that's one of the things, like Tony mentioned, that we want to we want to make sure that not just because they graduated EMT or paramedic school uh, that they know what they're doing, but we want to verify that they're providing great care. Uh, we think that we have a very robust set of protocols, which are kind of the the instructions that allow the medics to do the things that they're trained to do. But we want to verify that, so we want to make sure that they're doing things appropriate that they're performing the skills appropriately and correctly Uh, and so we we bring our training trailer you know several times a year uh, to do that and then like Tony mentioned you know we've been in town the last couple of days uh, and I ran a couple of calls with the crews just to kind of see what they're doing how they operate uh, provide guidance on scene if needed and stuff like that Um, so it's I think it's a great service that we're able to offer to our member agencies.
0: So let's give the folks a little recap of what happened this week. Uh, we got a we got a call uh, Thursday morning uh, that there was a looked like there's a tactical team getting ready to do a strike somewhere. So it's like, oh my goodness, uh, you know what's going on here? So sure.
1: So you know, one of the other things that we provide medical direction for are some of the agencies tactical or some of the tactical teams across the state, and so we we provide the same level of medical support to the Grady County uh, TAC team, the Caddo County TAC team, uh, Canadian County, uh, and Logan County, uh, as well as some uh, smaller agencies. And so not only are these law enforcement officers trained to do the stuff that people would probably recognize as SWAT on TV, but they're also trained to do medical procedures because if they're in, you know, a building and there are, are active shooters or attackers or hostage takers, you know, Tony's ambulance crews are not going to go in those buildings because they're not law enforcement officers. So these law enforcement officers are trained not only to do what we kind of say, quote unquote, cop stuff, but they're also trained to do, you know, minor medical things. And so at least once a year, we get together with all of our tact teams that we support and we do a, what we call it a two day unified medical update. You're
0: going to have to not hold that. Just hold the mic. Like okay. That Is it okay. All right. All right. So, there were quite a few law enforcement agencies here uh, this week, and just. Uh, Going to run through it step-by-step. Uh, step. You got here kind of Wednesday, I mm-hmm. guess?
1: Yeah, so we started Wednesday at uh, the fire department where we did, uh, of a morning, we did lecture updates. So we kind of provided various topics, included expl- including explosive breaching and how to deal with someone that's been injured by an improvised bomb. Uh, we did um, med- uh, I'm sorry, mental health and resiliency training. Uh, and then in the afternoon, we did just various skill stations. So we'd go through kind of step-by-step how to load someone in the the uh, MRAP or load somebody in the back of a Tahoe, how to provide very patient assessments, uh, and then Thursday's when we kind of put it all together. And so we do, you know, real-life scenarios, and that's probably where some of your callers would see, you know, a dozen SWAT operators running down the street uh, uh, near downtown Chickasha.
0: Yeah, and not just a block or two for the radio station, so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I think we were pretty close to yeah. your front door, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, so... How, this was the, a day long scenarios is it several scenarios or yeah
1: we do multiple scenarios because we you know we had multiple teams that we've supported and so we want each of them to function in the different roles so we put we had uh, as an example we'd have one group that were the injured victims then we'd have another group that were the SWAT team that were entering the building and then we'd have another group outside providing ambulance would come pick them up because the ambulance is not going to pull right to the front door of something like this where there's still the potential for active gunfire
0: and then, uh, later in the afternoon, we had a medical helicopter uh, absolutely come in, so and so that was a, that was also a little interesting yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that we try to do is make this as realistic as possible, and so you know just just simply the proximity from here to the trauma center in Oklahoma City, if we have a helicopter available, they can get there in a matter of minutes versus 30 to 40 minutes driving, depending on traffic. And so we think it's important for our law enforcement partners to understand what we call like a landing zone. You know, the fire department does landing zones all the time because they land helicopters and they know that it has to be this big and no gravel and no obstructions and these things. But a lot of times our law enforcement partners don't remember those things because they don't do it frequently. So this provides us an opportunity to teach them some of the same what we call landing zone safety uh, that the fire department guys do on a daily basis.
0: So did we have some uh, Chickasha uh, law enforcement or Grady County uh, law enforcement involved in this exercise? We did.
1: We had some Grady County deputies. We had some uh, Chickasha police officers uh, and then we had officers uh, from the Caddo County team we had officers from the Canadian County team, which is a they, – they're a multi-jurisdictional team. So it's a Yukon, uh, Union City, uh, O'Karchi, El Reno. I saw a Guthrie vehicle. Yep, yep. yep, we had people from Guthrie. So the Logan County team was comprised of officers mm-hmm. from uh, Guthrie, Langston, uh, Crescent, uh, Cashin. Uh, so yeah, we had multiple cities represented and then multiple counties as well.
0: So was there an overall assessment that you gave uh, the group when they got done? Or
1: Yeah, so we, we provide a debrief, of course, after each scenario. So we kind of talk about each scenario, how we did, what we can do better. And then at the end of the day, we talk about overall how we think we did. And, you know, the overwhelming response, and not just this year, but every year, is that this is great training. Uh, you know, we, we typically, uh, again, police officers focus on police work, and they train on that on a daily basis, but they don't often focus on the medical aspect. And so this is two days that really makes them think about about, okay. What do we need to do over the course of the next year to train on medical stuff in
0: addition to the normal things? So, chief, sound like uh, things went really well.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, and we're we're always really excited, especially when we can help provide training uh, to fire departments and/or police departments. You know, and so it's really exciting for us. You know, we're we're working on some things. Uh, between OSU Fire Service training, Homeland Security, to bring even more training, you know, on the fire side of things to Chickasha. So you're going to see, uh, I think, overall, a lot more training going on in Grady County, and in particular Chickasha, because, you know, we, as the fire department, we have a very heavy emphasis on training, and we want to be the very best uh, fire department in the state. And the only way you can become the very best is by training and getting the training from the best you know we're lucky enough to have heartland medical direction provide a lot of our medical training and so we're going through osu fire service training and working on some grants and other things through homeland security to provide even more fire training uh moving forward
0: thanks for spending part of your weekend with us here on the cool conversation let's spend a few minutes talking specifically with uh uh tony samadiego our chickasha fire chief and uh, a lot of uh Upgrades, equipment upgrades will be coming here the next uh, few months, in a couple of years or so, I guess, huh?
2: Yeah, we're we're really excited. You know, there's some things coming down the pipe pipeline, hopefully, to enhance not only the fire department, but the, the police department moving forward. And hopefully some things, uh, you know, it's probably a little too pre- premature for me to go in depth on that. But some exciting things that are in the works uh, with our new city manager. Uh, Mr. Johnson. And of course, we've got a great city council that uh, supports public safety and is looking to hopefully, you know, uh, go out and make the Chickasha Police Department and the Fire Department even better. Getting a new ambulance? Yes, sir. We are getting a new ambulance. Uh, We'll receive that weather permitting. Uh, We should receive that on Tuesday. And then we'll get that. uh, Oh, we should have that inspected within a week or so and in service, and you'll see a nice pretty red uh, ambulance driving around t- town that we're, we're really excited to show off to our, our citizens, you know, and that, that ambulance is being provided by the Grady County 522 District.
0: And we just recently got a new engine uh, within the last year or so, I yeah, guess. Uh,
2: we've had the engine. Engine 2 has been here for about a year and a half, and On top of that, we've got another ambulance provided by the 522 district that will be here. They're talking June or possibly July at the very latest. And it'll be the sister truck to the new ambulance. It'll look exactly the same, Uh, have all the cool toys and gadgets that will allow us to provide the best care possible for our citizens. And then we've also got a brush truck on order. Uh, which was very, very much needed, you know, and luckily we were able to get the vast majority of that purchased through an ARPA grant through Grady County that the uh, Grady County commissioners approved for us uh, a few months back, and we're looking to hopefully have that no later than October, but they said probably July that we'll have a new brush truck.
0: And you were able to surplus uh, a truck that you uh, were able to uh sell to the grady county fire department the volunteer groups yes yeah. sir
2: we were able to uh, surplus old engine four as a 1992 e1 truck uh it'd been out of service for us for a for a few years uh with some some issues with it uh but luckily you know we council decided that the best way moving forward with that truck was for us to surplus it and give a you know a good deal a really good deal to grady county fire departments they had a a couple of engines that were down and were in dire need of a a new engine and so luckily we were able to give them a a really good deal they've been working really hard on working on that truck and it's already up in in service down in ellick right now so if you see an ellick or a chickashay fire truck a 1992 e1 chickashay fire truck running around ellick uh it's yours now so (laughs) but it's a really good truck you know uh before we sold it to grady county we went out and worked on it or, and did some things with it to uh, uh, ensure that it was going to be a good truck before because we didn't want just to dump something on Grady County, so to speak. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that they were getting a piece of equipment that could be beneficial to them for many years to come. And luckily for them, you know, we were able to – luckily for them and a blessing to us and – or well, really to both of us to be able to surplus that truck and it's nice to be able to be – in that position thanks to our city council and everything that we were able to bless another department uh, around us
0: and mutual aid between the two agencies uh you know if you get a call you need some help from uh, yeah, absolutely, the county you know, vice versa they'll give you a shout yes, if uh...
2: absolutely you know and that that's a, a another added benefit to the that truck going to Grady County Fire Department and in Elick you know things happen on the south end of town sometimes And, you know, Ellick and Nenical and Pioneer respond on the south end of town a lot of times. We're on the north side. We have Pocasset, Verdon, and Friend generally that that respond with us. And so, you know, the truck, even though it's not ours anymore, it's still going to be a benefit to the citizens of Chickasha when we uh, call mutual aid. Tony, thanks for coming today. We really
0: appreciate it. Uh, and uh, Bill Warden, uh, Medical Director for Heartland Medical, appreciate uh, your time today, and thanks for explaining everything that, uh, that went on this week. And sounds like uh, our guys and gals are getting some great training out there all throughout central Oklahoma. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: the, guys, the guys have done great over the last couple of days, and we sure appreciate them welcoming us uh, to use their training center over the last two days because it's, it's a great facility.
0: That's our time for our Cool Conversation program today. We want to thank you for tuning in, and we want to thank our sponsors for being with us every week, Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma and its locations in Chickasha, Burden, and Newcastle.